Hey. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. Oh, look at that. We got Funny Bone on the phone. Wow, that was Dr. Seuss. I'm sorry. Hey, don't worry. Dr. Seuss is a good guy. Yeah, he was. So, I've got one of my favorite wrestlers on the line on the Sportatorium. This is Funny Bone. Uh, Funny Bone, do you care to tell everybody about yourself? Uh, your demigod of death, Funny Bone, to be more exact. A uh, pro wrestler based out of the city of Sin. Uh, work all over the U.S., Canada, Mexico. Uh, trained by Nick Bockwinkle and Scott Casey. Been doing it almost uh, 19 years. Wow. Sorry to get your name wrong, by the way. I did forget that Dem- uh, demigod. Let, let... <laughs> let me slide just this once. <laughs> Your one right there, buddy. <laughs> oh no, maybe I don't want you to come to Dallas. Oh, okay. Nick Bockwinkle, he is somewhat of a well known name in the wrestling business, is he not? He's one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the history of uh, wrestling. Uh, realistically speaking, he worked for mostly AWA. Uh, so he's not as far as popular goes, but if you go back in the annals of, of wrestling and watch his work compared to other people's, he's the greatest. He's, I mean, that's just it. AWA. AWA and WCCW, that sort of era? I mean, he, he worked for a bunch of different companies. His main company was AWA. Uh, coming up in the business and everything like that, uh, it was AWA and NWA with big companies. Um, you know, like NWA got bought out or whatever, so the AWA. AWA was uh, owned by Les Thatcher. Or not Les Thatcher, I, I apologize. Moose has uh, <laughs> wrestled there. Uh, he, Nick Bonkley was a four-time AWA heavyweight champion. He was actually the first person to ever give Hulk Hogan a world title shot, stuff like that. Wow. And uh, how does one get recommended to train with him? Like, how did you come I up was just this? fortunate enough to go to a school uh, here in Vegas, and they just, Nick Bosworth and Scott Casey were the head trainers. Wow. So you just kind of lucked into it, huh? Yeah, indeed. That is awesome. Okay. So uh, would you say, all right, I'm just going to jump into it. What is your, uh, does the Demigod of Death have a Mount Rushmore of wrestling? If so, who's on it? Uh, well, first, it's your Demigod of Death. I'm, I'm not, sorry. A, I'm not the, it's your Demigod of Death. Uh, Mount Rushmore Professional Wrestling. <laughs> Shawn Michaels will definitely be on there. Mick Foley will definitely be on there. Nick Bockwinkle, of course. Um. And that's not a shot against Scott Casey, by the way. Everybody always kind of undermines Scott Casey as far as being one of my trainers as a whole. Scott Casey is the guy that trained Booker T. Oh, wow. Scott Casey knows wrestling better than anyone else, and he knows how to train wrestlers better than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I got, like I said, I got trained by both of them. I don't want to, it always comes like a, a thing where we rarely talk about Scott versus Nick because of who they are, but Scott, make no bones about it, is an amazing 
professional wrestler, an amazing athlete, can't drop kick for shit, but amazing athlete and uh, <laughs> obviously an amazing trainer since he trained one of the one of the best wrestlers of all time in Booker T. Oh wow. Golly. And, um nah, that's, that's my Mount Rushmore. Everybody else can fuck off. I can only do three. <laughs> okay. Well said. Why not put yourself up there? Nah, fuck that. I, I'm all right. Uh, personally, um, I, I'm first. I I try to get better and better as I go. I I personally see myself as someone who needs uh, more work constantly. I'm trying to always evolve. Uh, I'm good right now. I'll be great one day, hopefully. Okay, fair enough. So it's kind of the mindset of if you're not learning, you're not growing. All right. Evolve or die. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that was actually a phrase uh, Nick Bockwinkle said to me one time because I asked him how he uh, prefers like wrestling from older days or wrestling nowadays. And he said wrestling, like everything else in this world, is evolve or die. It doesn't change if it doesn't grow it's gonna die i'm glad it's evolving um uh, many people don't know nick bockwinkle's dad he's actually a second generation professional wrestler nick bockwinkle's dad was a pro wrestler too but nick bockwinkle's dad was a pro wrestler when it was in the actual carnivals way back in the day so before it got to a ring before it got to arenas and stuff like that nick bockwinkle's dad was a pro wrestler um, so it's evolved from his dad to his era, and it's evolving now to, to more of my era. Wow. That is insane. I had no idea. I will confess that I am just a fan. I'm not one of those that pretend to be the know-it-all wrestling media, you know? So it is an honor to have your demigod of death. There you go. Did I get it right this time? That's all right. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I ran into a gentleman who actually wrote a book about the carnival days of professional wrestling. And uh, we were at a CAC convention here in Las Vegas, which is basically Wrestling History 101. Uh, and he himself didn't know that Nick Bockwinkle's dad was actually a professional wrestler in the Carney days. And he wrote a book on professional wrestling in the Carney days. Uh, so... I, I had the pleasure of being able to show him some stuff and, and teach him some stuff. Now he's actually a fan. Whenever I go to, I go to, I work in a company in a weird spot in California. Um, that just happens to be close to where he lives and he goes to the shows every time. Oh, wow. I need to go over that way so I can see you. No, screw that. I need you to come to Dallas. Yeah. I've been to Texas a few times. Uh, for me, when I fly to somewhere, I generally have no fucking clue where I'm going. I just show <laughs> up and look pretty. Um, like, pretty or pretty scary. Uh, same thing. Uh, <laughs> I generally don't know where I'm at, though. Like, uh, just discussing with a buddy of mine. Because we thought we did a show in Minnesota. Uh, what I found out later is we flew to Minnesota. And then did a show in Wisconsin. I had no fucking... I didn't know I was in Wisconsin. I don't fucking care. Oh, no. Um, I was unaware because I, I just thought that the plane tickets said Minnesota, so I was just going to Minnesota. But, oh, yeah, they, no. 
it was on the border of Wisconsin. It flew into St. Paul or wherever the fuck it was and then just drove right over. And I didn't pay no mind. Uh, last time I was in Texas, actually, I worked the show. And after the show, a gentleman was supposed to drive me to the airport. Drove me to the airport. He takes off. I go inside and I find out it's the wrong airport. Uh, oh, no. Can't remember if it was Austin or San Antonio, but the fucker took me to the wrong goddamn airport. Oh, uh, no. Luckily, the the airport took care of his mistake. But I called the promoter very pissed off because he had some dude take me to the wrong fucking airport. Oh, that sucks. So you're... Hello. Oh, my goodness. I am so sorry. And Orange Shabbat. <laughs> I think we uh, scared my internet. Yeah, that happens a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you were saying that you pretty much had a bad experience in Texas the last time you oh. were here. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the fucking wrestling's on. Like, the promoter's an idiot. That's all that is. Like, that shit happens. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't stop me from wanting to go to Texas or plan on going to Texas again soon. Uh, um, I'm fine with the pick. I care less about the promoter and their likes and wants and all that stuff as much as I, I care about the fans. Because let's be honest, the promoter can hate me, but I still make him a shit ton of money. He's not going to give a fuck. Um, no. so it's all I'm about the green. About <laughs> Man, okay. So you're your demigod of death, Funny Bone, is actually a fan-friendly guy. No, uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. No? Uh, I just have a basic understanding of uh, fans pay to see the show, so I want to give them their money's worth. Yeah. As far as wrestling promoters go, I've worked for plenty of promoters that don't like me all too much. Uh, they still use me because fans like me. Yeah. That's what's most important. I get it from there, from both, actually. Okay, so your demigod of death, Funny Bone. How did you come up with this name? Who is that exactly? Uh, Funny Bone's actually been my nickname since I was a kid. Uh, really? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird life. Um, <laughs> no worries. Your demigod of death actually came from, so originally I was uh, your demon king. Ooh. Um, as you may be aware, there's a wrestler that works for some company with an E in their name. Yep. Um, who apparently wanted to go by that name as well. That's all fine and dandy. My name first. Give me money. That happened. Now I'm your demigod of death. Okay. This sounds like something straight out of, I don't know, wrestling with The Undertaker and Kane. That's what I thought of. Yeah, no, they they gave me money for the name. So I gave myself an upgrade and I went from a king to a demigod. That's a heck of an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> from what I understand, that's uh, somebody that is to be revered, you know? Yeah, I try. <laughs> Do a good job, man. This guy 
is a heck of a person. I've seen him wrestle with Chance Prophet in what was it, All Star Wrestling? Uh, um, Ring Warriors. Ring Warriors. Sorry, um, that was on TV. Ring Warriors was, and then it disappeared. That broke yeah. my heart. Um, from what I was told, it was a lot to do with the the venue we were working with. And other companies wanted to work there, but exclusively. Um, the company itself put a lot of money into working there. Um, but more money was uh, expressed from other places. And uh, the venue had to go business. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> money talk sort of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. happens. Yeah, it does. That's that sucks because that says money rules the world. Oh, and not always, but when you talk about a casino venue, casino. It was a casino. Yeah, the Ring Warriors was shot out here in Las Vegas at uh, Town. Oh wow! That was gonna be what I asked you, just out of sheer curiosity, because like I, I enjoyed the heck out of that show. I enjoyed getting to work with uh, Chance. I've known him for a number of years. Uh, oh, have you? Yeah, I've actually known him for... We've been friends through the internet and all that bullshit for like uh, 10 years or so before that. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I looked at you guys. I watched it with my dad. Um, and my dad goes, I know who Chance Prophet is. Who's that guy? He was talking about you, and I was like, I don't know. But I saw you guys go after all those people, and I was like, I got to see more. And that's when I, I kind of started talking to you on social media. You know, it was something I've never seen before. Um, I talked crap to Chance when he fought Gold Dust, And I've been kind of talking with him ever since. So, um. I really hope you don't mind, you know, the inner fan and me talking. Like, I, I'm not a media guy in that regard. Like, I do sports, so this is more out of respect for you than anything else. Um, let's see. If, if I could get you in the ring with anybody that I've never heard of, who do you think uh, would be a good fit to come down here in Dallas with you? That you never heard of. Okay. Um, I don't know how many people have heard of uh, Super Beast. He's based out of Las Vegas now. Was based out of California before. He's actually wrestled all over the world. Uh, China, Cambodia, stuff like that. Different parts. Uh, he's one of the guys that I, I went to Minnesota or Splash, Wisconsin with. Uh, I, just, I just wrestled him. Uh, Oklahoma last week, week before, whatever it was. Uh, we actually it was a part of the first wrestling show with the crowd back since uh, the coronavirus. We drew about 400 people wrestled in uh, some somewhere in Oklahoma. I don't know where they were. Um, oh! Yeah, I, that hurts. I, I don't know where it was. It was something <laughs> with a G or some shit. Guthrie? Ah, Guthrie. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, like six hours from me. Oh, man. Yeah, I was just out there. That was on the 23rd of last month. Uh, wow. he would, he's always a good match wherever I go. 
Uh, Chupacabra is a good match wherever I go. Chupacabra is one of my favorites. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, if anybody from... Uh, Steven Cesario, who's a wrestler based out of Northern California. Uh, I'm going to have to look them up. Love hitting that guy in the fucking face. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Honest to God, truth. What can people expect out of you down here in Dallas? Oh, chaos. Chaos. I'm absolute goddamn chaos. Last time I was <laughs> last time I was in Texas, um, the wrestler, the gentleman, I'm not gonna give expect to give him his name out later. <clears throat> uh, some recent stuff came up about the guy, and he he doesn't get he doesn't get the pleasure of me saying his name anymore. Oh, oh no! But we wrestled for a company. Uh, the main event, me versus him for some belt. Uh, I broke half the chairs. Uh, I broke the ring steps. I broke a merch table. Uh, we went like 30, 40 minutes. Uh, and then I sold out of merch. That's all I remember. 30, 40 minutes, you sold out of merch, and that's all you remember? No, we wrestled 30, 40 minutes. I sold out of merch way faster than that. <laughs> I stand correct. Or sit correct. I'll shut up. Um, so wow. Okay, going along those lines, you say people will or can expect chaos out of you. What is the craziest bump or fall you've ever taken? Well, it depends on your definition of crazy. Uh oh. I mean, uh, hacks Legos from high, from low on concrete, not on concrete, whatever. It happens. Concrete? Yeah, it happens sometimes. Dude. Wow. You were fearless. Or dumb. One of the two. <laughs> Would that be both by chance? Because I'm kind of yeah, with you. Maybe a little both. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not dumb. That is awesome, man. It sounds like you would go through anything and everything just to entertain us. Uh, my my mindset when going to a show is to give them their absolute money's worth. From when I go out there to when I go to the back, I want them to feel like whatever they spent to be there that day was was justified by what I did. You spent a hundred bucks to be in the show. I want to give you a hundred dollar show. That is awesome. I kind of feel like, in some places, I won't say where. I kind of feel like that's kind of missing. A you lot know? of places it's missing. That's why they give me a call and I go there and I do it. <laughs> if any of the major places are listening, let's get your demi god of death in there. Any and all. Well. Not all. Except for I'm one. Not working for WWE bullshit. Yeah, I was just about to say. I know your philosophy on that. I've seen it. Oh, um, <laughs> you don't like that place, do you? No, I don't. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I bet I know why too, huh? I mean, there's a, there's a ton of reasons why they wrestlers are overworked and undervalued. Um, for sure. Wrestlers get a cut of their merch, but they don't make merch for the wrestlers. 
Um, so they're just, just taking money out of their pocket for no apparent reason. Um, companies known to be racist but touts anti-bullying when they make uh, blackface t-shirts for their athletes. Um, oh, they, you're talking about ACH, right? Yeah, they make make a black a clear blackface T-shirt and pretend it's okay. I don't, I don't fucking, I don't want to deal with that shit. Um, they hire guys, change them, have them do something they've never done before, and then judge them for not doing it for me. If I spend 20 years doing what I do best. I'm not gonna go somewhere just like it was different because they feel like I should do it different. Uh, no wrestler should get a push or not a push because a writer has a good idea for them. They should get work based on the work they put in. Um, yeah. And I know some of the top guys that work there. I'm not saying they don't work hard, but I'm also saying that's how it works there. Um, you don't get you don't get more benefits, so to speak, because you're good. You don't get more benefits because you're over. You get more benefits if they want you to. Um, and that's a bullshit way of doing it. Uh, I bust my ass at every show that I'm on. I earn my keep. I earn my spot on the car. If there are guys that are doing that better than other people, they should get the rewards from that. Um, but mostly because they're racist and they're they're sexist and they're absolute pieces of shit. They act like, oh, we changed women's wrestling forever. Bitch, we've been doing that shit on the indies for fucking a decade. Um, it, it's silly. We're, we've evolved past intergender matches. Guys uh, can't wrestle girls bullshit. When you step in that ring, your gender is irrelevant. You're a wrestler, and that's all that fucking matters. I love it. Wow. I need to go watch some indie shows. One of the main <laughs> reasons one of my favorite companies to look for is somebody called Hood Slam in uh, Oakland, California. They don't have intergender. They don't announce it as intergender. They have wrestler versus wrestler. If one of them happens to be a female, guess what? I'll knock her fucking teeth down her throat just as quick as I will any of the guys. I don't <laughs> give a shit. They have, they do weekly shows or they did weekly shows. Uh, one of them is an all women's show just to showcase that women can fucking do this just as good, if not better, than any guy can. I've done those shows, I've done the regular Hood Slam shows. One of the last shows I worked with, uh, I wrestled Holla Dead. Wasn't too long ago. Beat her fucking ass. I don't fucking... <laughs> nobody cares about a fucking gender. It's a wrestler. You know what I mean? They go out there yeah. and fuck their ass just as hard, if not harder than anybody else. What the fuck? Why do they treat it different? Why can't a women's wrestler be the heavyweight champion? That would be awesome. It would be awesome, but see, the, one of the reasons it would be awesome one of those things is like, oh, that's a hurdle we need to get over, is that if she's the most popular person, brings in the most money, does the most work, everything like that, she should be champion, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, since she's a woman, she can't be, so we'll give her a women's title, we'll kind of bury it in the card, whatever, that's WWE bullshit. Indie yep. wrestling has had many of women's champions, 
be women or heavyweight champion to be women. It's not a thing on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, holy shit, that's crazy. It's a normal thing because that's how it should be. That's how it should be in the first fucking place. Anybody who's wrestled knows that the, the, the women don't work less hard or their job isn't less difficult. Their bumps don't hurt as much. No, that's just real. It hurts just as much. They work just as hard. Why the fuck can't we give them the same rewards we give the guys? Amen. That leads into another question I was going to ask you, too. What do you feel about... Um, I'll go into WWE, the evolution thing, women's evolution. Like, do you feel like that's a insult in any way? Because I kind of did, to be honest with you. It, it is in a way, and it isn't in a way. Um, Stephanie McMahon saying she was responsible for it is a fucking insult. That's just bullshit anyways. Uh, any woman out there cutting a promo with her gets buried by her. She's awful and should be not in business. Um, WWE lives in its own universe. It, it really honestly does. It's not a work that everything is their universe. The women's evolution was cool for them and their world. Realistically speaking, outside of WWE, women have been killing it for, like I said, like a decade plus. Easy. A Mm -hmm. decade plus. Easy. They go to shows. They put in the work. Ten years ago, I was wrestling women. Five years ago, I was wrestling women. Ten years from now, I'll be wrestling women. It happens. It's perfectly fucking fine. For them to say, like, they changed wrestling or anything equivalent to that kind of bullshit is just more their same narcissistic, self-entitled fucking stupid shit. They, they didn't do shit that hasn't been already going on. Wow. You see, this is what I was hoping for. I was hoping to be educated. And you got me curious if you could change one thing at all in... The wrestling business, WWE, ROH, whatever. What would it be? Besides higher pay for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think like indies and stuff like that is worth that. Um, the shows are different. The shows are unique. The shows are, 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 I mean, not all of them, obviously, but the ones I work. I, I generally try to work for guys that are wrestlers themselves and I don't mean they're the champion of their company, been the champion of the company for 30 years, they don't know how to wrestle but they're on the card wrestlers I mean guys that wrestle on the shows to the wrestling uh, the guys that I try to work with or work with the most or favor above else are guys that do this uh, I'll use this as another example we don't have a strict format we don't have a strict fucking anything. Uh, we have a simple set of rules that we abide by. If you don't abide by them, you're not on the fucking show. No racism, no sexism, no nudity, which fucking pretty simple fucking rules. Um, I love working for there because they ask me what I want to do. They ask me what I want to go with. They, they say, hey, here's an idea I have. Uh, from what I can understand, and I've worked for some of these companies, it's not about that. It's, this is what I want you to do. This is what I need you to do. 
I've worked for companies that are like, hey, I need you to go out there and do this. I'll tell them flat out, like, I'm not, I'm not going to. Uh, it's not me. It's not what I do. It's not going to work. Trust me. I had a company and give all the credit to the guy because he went out there. He told me to, to act a certain way, and I told him flat out, no, it's not going to work. It's not happening. He was humble enough to ask me, what do you, what do you work best? I said, just let me do my thing. I can promise you everybody will love me. Let me do my thing. Everybody's chanting my fucking name. Wow. I need more people to A, hire wrestlers that know how to fucking work and pay them. And I need more people to hire and work with wrestlers. Let us do what we do best. Okay. One of the main reasons I wouldn't want to work for a company that dictates what I do and how I do it, because I know what the fuck I'm doing. I've been wrestling mm-hmm. 19 plus years. I'll be wrestling 30 years before I fucking quit. I know what I'm fucking talking about. Whoever trained you is cool and all, but whoever trained me is the fucking greatest wrestler ever. I think I know a thing or two. Uh, I do this for a living. They probably have a day job. Yeah, I wish. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> yep. And it's not trying to be rude. It's not trying to be boisterous. It's not trying to be, fuck you, I know I'm right. I I do this. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, last couple of years, whatever it is, when I've been keeping track of how much I wrestle, been average about 150 matches a year, 200 days on the road. It's what I do for a living. What the fuck I'm talking about. And I mean, at a certain time and place, you got to put your foot down and, like, hey, shut the fuck up with there's a, rock, yeah. there's a lot of really, really good wrestlers that know what the fuck they're talking about. And I just I just want promoters to fucking shut up and listen. Wow. Oh, wow. That is, that's awesome. And you said you work 200 days a year? I'm on the road about 200 days a year. You're on the road 200 yeah, days a year. Know. Wow, that's almost... 150 matches or so. Uh, I drive most of the places I go to. I prefer to drive. Uh, I only fly when it's, it's necessary. Uh, I like having a car with me. Um, when I drive, because I do work in like Canada, Portland, Seattle, I will, on the way there, I'll be doing stuff. On the way back, I'll be doing stuff, whether it's seminars, private classes, shows signing something. Um, I don't I don't just drive sixteen hours normally and not get paid for the days that I'm not wrestling on. If I'm on the road I'm getting paid for something. Wow. That is a lot of days on the road too. <laughs> I love your attitude man. I really do. I said that around, what was it, Christmas, too. Uh, I think I said that to you. You're working on Christmas? Wow. Um, okay, so based on everything you said, you know, letting the wrestlers do what they do. Uh, also, we know that WWE is in the league of their own. Who do you feel out there needs to be in a position or is already in a position to compete, and can they knock off WWE? I think, realistically speaking, most of the people that still watch WWE, they, they watch it based off of nostalgia. They watch it 
based off of <laughs> what they do on Monday nights or Friday. I don't know what the show is on. They do it on whatever nights the fuck the show is. That's just what they do. Yeah. The product, every time I have peeked and took a look at it, is subpar at best to alternative. Uh, it's really lacking in and all creative. It's not a wrestling show. It's a TV show about wrestling. Anybody mm-hmm. who produces a show that's a wrestling show has a viable uh, competition for WWE. WWE is slowly but surely losing more and more viewers every week, every year. It's not about beating WWE. It's about finding their own niche, finding their own audience, and running with Because WWE is beating itself. Yeah, they really are. I kind of, as a fan, I feel like somebody like AEW or even Impact, you know, I feel like they could just kind of backhand WWE if they're not careful. Because... Uh, from what I've seen, they sign everybody, and then they're just shoved off to the well, side. I have like uh, my son owns like two hundred sixty plus wrestlers on the roster. You realistically see maybe sixty. Really, there's sixty at least. I mean, between like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever shows they have, at best you're going to see sixty on TV. At best, so they have two hundred sixty. Under contract. Golly, that is absurd. Third company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, okay, so if if uh, AEW Impact somebody like that came knocking on your door, would your demigod of death, Funny Bone, answer the call? That's on the contract. And who who would it be? Depends on huh? the contract. Depends on the I contract. I make a good amount of living doing this on my own. How I mm-hmm. want, when I want, where I want. Uh, you're going to have to offer me the commission of found a fund in order for me to do it different. Uh, understandably, if I did it for, say, AEW, okay, I would have to go on their tour, their timing, their schedule. That's different from my timing and my schedule. I have a life outside of wrestling. I bust my ass at wrestling to have a good life outside of wrestling. There's zero points for me to give up either one of them. Every year I wrestle, I've been making more and more money. I'm not going to give that up just because I want to be on Wow. I I don't I don't care about being on TV. Uh, realistically speaking, right now, if they're like, "Hey, here's match for for Impact," I would take it as long as it pays good. I'm not saying a contract, I'm saying match because that gets me in front of more viewers. It's going to help me get more booking, get more money for my booking. That's it. It isn't. I don't. I don't care about being on. I don't care about being a TV wrestler. Because, see, like I said about the match in Texas, right? I wrestled 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. I tore down the fucking house. I sold out of merch. 
if I work for a company that's on TV, I don't get a wrestle 30, 40 minutes. I don't get to showcase everything that I can do. I don't get to. I do have to water myself down. I don't fucking feel like watering myself down. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, that's just how it is. They're not going to give 40 minutes spots to everybody. The show's going to be 80 hours long. Now, granted, most of the time I do 15 minute matches, 10 minute matches, stuff like that, which I don't, I don't mind. But I don't go to a place to do a 10 minute match. I want to go there and show everybody what I can do. Granted, I'm a team player and I know wrestling is a team sport. There's a whole card of guys that want to go out there and do that. I'm going to have the best 10 minute match I've ever seen in my life, but I prefer to wrestle 30, 40. Match okay. I had in Oklahoma, for example, was the main event. We went twenty-eight minutes. That's what I, I like. Did you say? Wow. Uh, um, I I I want to go out there and, like I said, I want to go out there and give it a show. I want to go out there and do my thing. I want to go out there and take my time and do my thing correctly. I don't like feeling rushed. I don't like feeling hurry. I don't like. I've had companies like, hey, when your music hits, hurry up and get the ring. I'm not a fucking fan of that shit. I want to do my thing how I do my thing. I respect that. Dang. I need to go see you. Holy cow. I think I would go for your match and then probably, I don't want to say it because this might come across rude, but it's not meant to be. I might go see you and that just be it for me, and you know? I've had plenty of shows. Stop- I always ask people to stay to watch the rest of the show. Maybe somebody else will catch your eye as far as somebody you like wrestling, like watching their thing. I've had plenty of shows where people came to just watch me in the town. Um, if that's the case, the other wrestlers need to step up their shit and do the fucking thing. I want every wrestler in the U.S. that's an actual wrestler, I want them all to be able to, to, to walk the walk and talk the talk in that ring. Uh, that's why I do seminars. That's why I do private classes. Um, I want to give them all the knowledge I have. Not saying I know exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it. I'm just saying I want to give them all my knowledge so that way they have a better chance. And you've learned from the best, too, so... I mean, that wouldn't be wrong at all. <laughs> wow. All right, so in your wrestling journey, what is the furthest you've gone to wrestle? I mean, I've gone to Brooklyn, which from Vegas, it's actually pretty fucking far. Uh, I've wrestled in Canada, I've wrestled in Mexico, but where I've wrestled at, I'm relatively close. Six hour plane or whatever. Uh, Brooklyn's probably the furthest distance. Oh, wow. Caught me off guard. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, I've kind of run out of uh, questions, but um, let's see. I was going to ask you if you could wrestle anybody on the face of this earth that you haven't yet. Who would it be and why? Uh, probably, I mean, there's probably a long list if I really truly really think about it. I know one that kind of sticks out is Mick Foley. And the reason why is because ECW is a product that I grew up watching and enjoying. 
I've wrestled with Sandman. I've wrestled with uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer. I've wrestled Sabu. Uh, Mick Foley was another one of those guys that really stood out in ECW and I think helped make ECW what it is today. So he's one of the ECW alumni I want to wrestle. Great. I don't know if he can wow. really wrestle anymore. So, I mean, if I just go out there and just kick him in the fucking face, that's fine too. Okay. Um, you say ECW was um, what yeah. you grew up watching? Um, okay, who is your favorite wrestler growing up? Like, what got you into uh, it? Shawn Michaels is one of my favorites. Like I said, Mick Foley is one of my favorites. Mick Foley had a, uh, he did an amazing job of making you feel like none of it was a show and this was all real. Shawn Michaels changed the wrestling business forever as far as his size being able to be main event and to show you didn't have to be a physically larger than my character. You just had to be a mentally larger than my character. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so one of your favorite wrestlers you would probably yeah, kick in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad I would no, pay to see that? <laughs> it's fun to watch you. Okay. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I grew up watching them too. I grew up in the, the whole Undertaker, Mankind sort of thing. And, you know, ECW, you said Sandman and all that too, right? Um, I used to watch guys like Mick Foley and I thought he was crazy. Yeah, one of the things the, that I appreciate Mick Foley is what the, put the in... character versus the person is such a drastic difference, but the character was so believable that when he showed you the real person, you questioned the real person. You know what I mean? It's like seeing the Undertaker be a real person. Yeah. Like, that's fucking weird looking because the character was so believable. Yeah. That's, that's what I go for. Oh, I know. I see. And... You know, when, when I asked you for this interview, I got excited, but then I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to ask him? Because <laughs> um, you get that, I got that vibe from you. Like, I get The Undertaker, and, you know, when when I was, I told you I was going to talk to you about Spina Bifida a little bit. When I was, like, 16-ish, I had a major surgery, and it kept me out half of my school year. Because of where it was, I couldn't sit down. And I just kind of gravitated towards Undertaker, and he kind of pulled me out of this depression, right? I thought I wasn't going to recover and all this. And I get that same vibe from you, and I'm just like, you know, uh, this guy's a little bit spooky, but he's somebody I can I can relate to. Like, seeing you want to fight everything makes me want to fight. Good. I'm, so I'm that shit. I thank like, you for that. Uh, realistically, like I've heard that a few times, and I, I really feel like that's one of the beauties of professional wrestling is it can it it's a it's a form of media and a form of art of its own. There's nothing like it. To be perfectly honest, and it, it it's following and it's fans 
uh, it means different things to them uh, all across the board. You know what I mean? Like, some people look at it for stuff to help with depression and anxiety. Uh, I had a fan many years ago uh, who, when he was younger, not saying he was old at the time, but when he was younger, like four or five, he saw something that, um, that, that struck him in a way that he stopped talking. Um, he stopped oh. talking from what I heard. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go into it a lot with the dad because I know it, it was something that that kind of bothered the dad. Um, but he stopped talking. Stopped talking for many years. He would go to shows and he would cheer and he would wave, but he wouldn't vocalize anything. One of the shows I was wrestling in. He yells out, come on, funny book. And I, I used to have a tape of it. And I, I, I've lost the tape of it. Um, but you can see his dad randomly jump in the air in the background. Um, after the show, the dad came up to me. And literally, like, he came in the back uh, around the far side, knowing he was going to get in trouble, knowing he was going to get yelled at. Uh, but he came because he just had to tell me. And I went and I talked to the kid, and he didn't talk back to me. Uh, he still wasn't talking. But it was uh, the first words he said to the nurse. Uh, I I talked to him and I told him it was you know for support and it was a moment. It was something that I'm gonna love and cherish for the rest of my my death or whatever. And he left and he just said bye. That was the only word bye. Uh, since then, they come to shows ever so often, and he talks now. Um, that's not something that you're going to get from something else. I mean, A, I'm not going to have that connection. I'm not going to be able to talk. Like, if I was an NFL player, I probably would have never heard from a parent. If I was a hockey player or a movie star, I probably would have never heard from a parent. I mean, they would have wrote me on social media or some shit but I would never have the interaction that I was able to have because of any wrestling. Now I have something that I, I wow. remarkable for myself means a ton to myself. Um, like mentally, whenever I feel down, I could always think about, wow, that, that happened. I'm responsible for that in some sort of way. And you can't get that with anything else. That's just wrestling. That's the, one of the many things that makes wrestling beautiful. Amen, dude. Amen. Um, that that that's awesome. That was another question I had for you that I just kind of had a brain fart. Like, what is your favorite part of wrestling? But I think yeah, I just that's, found it. And that's <sighs> and and I'm not trying to take a shot at WWE or or companies that travel like that. That's indie wrestling. That's it. Really is because if that would have happened in WWE, the dad would have never came to the back like that. You know what I mean? It would have had to be. Yeah. He writes me. I write him back. Eventually, meet at a show. Who knows if the kid's gonna talk again? You know, he he had the ability to just walk around the side of the building, kind of common sense where we go versus where they come, and he did it with such enthusiasm, such pride. Like that's the only reason he got where he got 
and I'm so lucky and fortunate that he was able to do so, because otherwise I wouldn't get able to talk to him about it. You know what I mean? That, that's that's indie wrestling, also. yeah, and that's it's it's an amazing thing that can happen. And I've I've had other stories similar in some way since then, um, and they're all amazing, and I love them. But that's the stuff that I live for. Nice, whatever. Um, that's, that's the <laughs> stuff that gets me coming back when I don't feel like walking. So that's what keeps your demigod of death, Funny yeah, Bone, always. going. Wow. Okay, so I need always. to stay in your ear then, huh? <laughs> Man, this is this is an awesome interview. I won't lie. I was scared as heck. Because, again, you come off as an Undertaker-type guy to me. I grew up, uh, I feel like he followed me around, honestly, because he started in Dallas when I was three, right? And he went to WWE when I was five. So I've seen everything from him. And I, I look at you, and I'm like, that's going to be some kid's Undertaker. Like, oh, Undertaker I've, was I've to had me. That. And I'm, I'm, I'm as you've had that? Calls me, I'm Nightmare Fuel. Uh, I've had... I've had kids. Nightmare fuel. Uh, I've made plenty of kids cry. That's fun. Um, I've had kids. It's my fun. Music hit and they ran out <laughs> the building. They left. They don't want. They don't want any part of it. Um, but those same kid years later <laughs> dressed up as me for Halloween. Um, that's, oh, that's, that's cool. Uh, there's still there's adults and children that are fucking terrified. Uh, my my buddy Broseph Joe Brody. Uh, or however you say his stupid fuck name. Um, he says I'm the <laughs> politest asshole demon he's ever seen in his life. So I always be polite and interact with fans. I always be pleased to thank you, but I'll also tell them I'll kick in their fucking teeth if they say something wrong. Oof. I have a feeling you don't discriminate on that Not either, so I'm going to be nice. Oh, not even a person in the chat? Come on. You better fucking wheel your ass away pretty fucking fast or I'm going to catch you. I dove onto people in chairs. They didn't move away fast enough. You're sitting in the wrong spot. You're bad. Give it a shit. (laughs) Listen, if you come to a wrestling show, you know exactly where the wrestler's going to dive out. If you're in a chair and you decide to sit there, I take that as a personal acceptance that it might fucking happen to you. (laughs) Like, that just... That fucking sucks to be you buddy. Like... Apparently you like people landing in your lap. I'm not going to fucking not go. I don't <laughs> care if you're a kid, you're an adult, you're in a wheelchair, you're an old lady. You're in the fucking way, you're in the fucking way. <laughs> now I really want to go see you wrestle. <laughs> I've had plenty of people get in my goddamn way when I dive. Like, I'm going to tell you to move once. If you don't move, uh, you're accepting your fate. <laughs> from then on that's hey, I don't, your thing like, not his like got I, it. Said, I keep bringing them up because it's favorite company to work for I don't even tell those motherfuckers to move if they don't move that's on them As we have a, a live commentary <laughs> during the show he warns them before the show he warns them during my match and he warns them when somebody falls out and he sees that look in my eye get the fuck out of the way if you don't move I'm still going Give a, I don't give a rat's ass. 
That's your fucking fault. You're an adult. Get out of the fucking <laughs> way. Even if you're a kid, get out of the fucking way. See a grown man looking like a giant fucking skeleton diving towards you and you don't have the common sense to move. That's your fucking fault. <laughs> well said. Well said. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I should be laughing at that, but I can. I pictured that and it killed uh, me. Wow! Videos of me diving on people in the crowd. That's, that seems like a fucking personal. Problem. <laughs> Actually, I, was, I think I have one, like ready. I'll fucking send you a clip of it. Uh, landed in the first row across the the fucking like first five people. You give a shit. Should have moved. <laughs> How moved. far? Huh? Yeah, should have moved. That's true. How far Fifth into row. the crowd have you landed before? Yeah. Fifth row? Ooh. Okay, so you can fly. Yeah. Depends on the circumstances. Wow. Momentum, how tired I am. Fifth row is the, long, the farthest I landed. Granted, that time nobody was there to catch me with chairs, but that's fine. Oh, so you yeah. took a body full of chairs. I breaking all the chairs, too. Fifth row. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sound like oh, a human yeah. wrecking ball. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Yeah, I Please come to Dallas. If you do, man, I I want to meet you. I don't know how I'm gonna we'll meet you, but I got out. to meet you. <laughs> yes, because this this is all a lot of fun. I have all a lot of fun talking to you on social media. You know, I make you that. I'm not even a graphic designer. I'm a wannabe sports writer, up and coming, and I make you that stuff just to in hopes that it it kind of brightens your day oh, just it, a little bit. You know, made you the the shirt today. You, that was that was fun. You guys do. Yeah, I love my... Did you like that, really? Like, like I told you, uh, like, or whatever the fuck it was, man. Like, uh, I'm in a position now in my life where I could, I could make a t-shirt for, you know, I made a t-shirt for uh, an autistic shirt. It's my favorite shirt. I made a t-shirt cause that signifies autism awareness. Uh, my youngest son is non-verbal autistic. Mm-hmm. There's not a wrestler or an athlete oh, wow, or really? star alive that I know that has a personalized autistic awareness slash funny bone t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like Jason Momoa, nothing against him, but it's just the first guy that popped in my head. He doesn't have something where his fans support <laughs> him and autism at the same time. I do. I have trans rights. I have uh, bisexual. I have gay pride. I have... Uh, one for you. I have one for epilepsy. I have one for leukemia. You know, my my girl sister, she passed away. Oh, I wanted to make her a shirt. I got to make her a shirt. You know, wow. I have the ability to do, so I abuse the fuck out of it. That that's like, uh, that's classy. My store frontier has like almost seventy you know, designs on it. Most of them are custom designs for fans. Wow. Well, you know, uh, uh, with that, I want to say we love you too. How about that? 
Um, that that's cool. The the spina bifida awareness, man. I I freaking smiled from ear to ear because it's the same month as breast cancer awareness. I don't have anything against that. Like my my aunt had breast cancer, and my mom and my sister actually tested positive for the gene BRCA one that causes it. And you know we I see all that a lot even around in my house pink breast cancer and I don't see anything spina bifida um I've been given cleats from one of my favorite Dallas Cowboys that sort of thing but I've never been given a shirt or had a shirt made for me with you know that personal to touch on like that's the stuff that and this is the stuff I like doing this is the stuff I live for I get I got to do something creative and different and interesting. And again, if this was the NFL and I was your favorite player, ain't going to fucking happen. You know, the, no offense in any way towards the player NFL or anything like that. But you don't have that interaction. You don't have that ability. I get to do that. And it's thankful to wrestling that I get to do that. You know what I mean? I mentioned most of the shirts for all yeah. these causes and things. No offense to them. Suck fucking balls. Um, they do like <laughs> the person I made the trans shirt for. She has uh, trans binders. She has a trans shirt just as trans pride. It sucks. Just as trans pride on. I took my my original your demigod of death logo, put the trans flag in it. Now she has a badass shirt that supports trans rights and and trans equality and shit like that. I'd much rather my fans be able to have something that means something to them and looks cool as shit. Yeah. Boy, it does, too. That that was the... For me, that was the best logo I could find because yeah. it's just a yellow ribbon, right? And that's the same color for the support the troops thing, too. So it's really tough, and... You know, I, I have the most severe type of spina bifida, which is myelomeningocele. Um, that is a hole in your back, nerve endings from your whole lower body, and all that. I think there was even part of my spine in the little hole on my back, in yeah. the sack, where the, the nerves are where. And that's kind of what I went for with that design. That's like the second one that I saw, and I'm like, I've never seen this before, and as long as you're taking suggestions, you know, that that opens up a whole new level of awareness, because you're not somebody that I know personally, like, we're online friends, I would hope, I kind of consider you a buddy of mine, um, but, you know, it, now it's something exactly. I can say, hey, a friend There's did somebody this. That- Know somebody, and, they may not have it, but they know somebody that's important to them that may have it. They want to show support to that person. Now they fucking can. Yeah. And as you saw, I, I put it on my Facebook because I want people to support it and to support you because you didn't have to do that. And yeah. Like the world needs more people like that. You know, we, we see a whole bunch of. Uh, I don't really care to mention politics, but, you know, people getting butthurt over opinions. And, you know, you don't seem like that kind of guy. You're just kind of like for the fans. We need people 
in every sport that are for the fans. And, you know, we'll be there for you guys, too. It wasn't for fans. You know what I mean? Any part of it. I mean, every promoter I work for could love me, uh, you know, all day long. But if fans don't show up to the shows, they ain't got no money, I ain't got no money. I don't have the ability to do this. You know what I mean? So it's all about the fans. Yeah. I'm never going to lose sight of that shit. Because it's literally like, you guys let me pay my bills. And feed my family and um, shit like that through your support. Fuck, I'm gonna lose sight of that for. Yeah. <laughs> so many people do shit. too. They're missing out on the good shit. <laughs> like I said, that's the good shit, man. Like that's why I don't. I don't really have an interest. Like I said, I don't have an interest working for companies that might take that away from me because that's the stuff I like. What the fuck would I do that for? Like, unless you're buying me a house yeah, and buying true. me cars and, and and upgrading my life where my family gets a better life because of it, fuck off. I don't give a shit. And you'll still still be diving on motherfuckers in the crowd then, too. <laughs> Yo, fuck. <laughs> Man, I love talking to you. This is great. I needed this laugh too. Oh my gosh! I needed this positivity more the than most you know foul today. Language positivity you'll ever hear in your fucking life. <laughs> I don't care. I, uh, I'm an army just brat. Something so I, I heard I put it all. Out there. Listen, like uh, I'm not family friendly. I'm just fucking entertainment shit. As my my buddy said, like because uh, he we had a show for a wrestler that that unfortunately uh, we lost. Um, it was a show that was the, the money and profits were to be donated to his family and stuff. Uh, I grabbed the microphone at the end and I told a story about the wrestler. He was, he wasn't just a friend of mine. He was a brother, you know, his family. I had keys to his place. Um, and he didn't, he lives in Sacramento. I live in fucking Vegas and I had keys to his place. If I was ever near any place to stay, I had one. And like I said, he was a brother. He wasn't just a wrestler. Um, so I decided to share a story and the promoter took it upon himself to, Hey, I want to share this story with everybody else, but I'm sorry. He speaks this way. This is how he fucking talks. If you don't like foul language, don't listen because he, there's no off button on my shit. You know what I mean? It's just how I fucking talk. So I, I, I usually try to, try to come with a precursor that I'm not fucking family friendly. I, I curse and I, say stupid shit all the fucking time. It's it's not for any other reason except for this is how I fucking talk. <laughs> hey, man. People fight for uh, your freedom to be you. So be you. One of the silliest so things in my point of view for wrestling is literally I could solve problems with with dropping a guy head first on thumbtacks and that's okay. For as long as I don't say the word bitch. Ow. Okay, you, can maim somebody and it's fine. <laughs> I had a match where I put skewers in a guy's head and then I poured lemon juice on it. And that's fine. Just as long as I don't curse them, right? Yeah, okay. Fuck off with that. First of all, he's screaming he's screaming fuck, fuck, fuck that hurts. Because guess what? He's got skewers in his head and some assholes pouring lemon juice on it. 
fuck do you want him to say? Ouch. Like, what is it? <laughs> the dumbest thing in a wrestling. Oh, no cursing. Solving problems with violence is okay as long as you don't curse. Fuck you. I worked for a company called DOA in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and they, they do a family-ish show. Um, they literally say, like, hey, this is wrestling. So, I mean, there will be cursing and everything like that. As the match was going along, uh, I'm verbally insulting the individual that I'm beating the shit out of. The spidey chimes in, watch your mouth, <laughs> kids here. I responded with, fuck you. He says, I'm serious. And I said, no, I'm serious too. Fuck you. She's like, that is a lot of cursing. I'm like, fuck you and fuck your kid. And then I threw the guy I was wrestling at her and her child. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your kid. <laughs> I'm literally beating the shit out of somebody and it's completely okay for her kid to watch. But how dare I say the word fuck? Shut up. <laughs> like the guy I was beating up literally was like, lady, if you calm down, he might hit me not as hard, please. You're pissing him off. Shut up. <laughs> Like, yeah, he literally got thrown through a bunch of chairs and was trying to research his, like, third row. He got thrown through chairs because this asshole won't shut the fuck up about my curse. He's getting a bigger of an asshole because she won't shut the fuck up. He was like, lady, please shut the fuck up. (laughs) This is the The kind of story I wanted to hear. This is awesome. He's like, yeah, do it. Fuck her kids. The crowd actually started chanting, fuck your kid. <laughs> oh, my fucking fault. <laughs> oh, this is, this is killer. Oh, my God. God. Like, I can choke a guy and it's perfectly fucking fine. Like, I'm literally standing on his neck and face and it's fine. I'm, I'm dumping him on his head. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing him through all the chairs and tables in the venue. That's fine. Don't say ass, though. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one thing I take it that you would change I, I just, about wrestling well, as a of whole. Most companies huh? I work for, they don't. They either don't produce like the the ultra family friendly shows like that, or they just don't care and they tell the crowd, "Hey, this guy's going to be mm-hmm. kind of a dick with it." Like, just so you know, and that's the thing. Like, uh, <laughs> Best of the West this company, I love working for. Uh, very fun to work for, very good company, very great crowd. Um, their show is actually family friendly. So I'm I'm typically the main event. Uh, I'm either the champion or trying to be the champion there. Um, so I'm I'm at the end I'm at the end of the show most of the time. Ooh. So match one through six, no cursing, no foul language, no congestion. I go out there. I don't even have to curse. They'll, they will chant the guy that I was wrestling. This is exactly I'm using an actual event as an example. So the wrestler, the, the promoter is like, hey, just try your hardest to be less offensive. So I'm like, ah, uh, whatever. I go out there. I'm not cursing. I'm not doing <laughs> the scene or anything like that. The crowd starts to chant. That he has, the guy I was wrestling, he has no ball. Then they chant, 
What? That was a chant. He has no balls. Clap, 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 clap. He has no balls. Clap. I didn't do anything at this point. <laughs> they go from that chant to fuck him up, funny bone, fuck him up. <laughs> and the promoter is literally just like earmuffs, like, God damn it. Like, ever since that show, he's given up trying to have me be family friendly because if I'm not cursing, they sure shit on. <laughs> I, I absolutely so rubbed the off audience. on him then. Like, <laughs> you didn't corrupt that, the man. You taught like, him to be I really real. Was, I was doing a, <laughs> uh, an event for them. I don't know if you paid enough attention. I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> I do porn and shit like that. Family friendly show. Again, now I'm not cursing. I'm not doing anything I'm not supposed to. I was cutting a promo on something, and I, I told them I was going to do something I've never done before. Literally, somebody from the crowd says, uh, off your OnlyFans for free. They're bringing up my porn. I'm not bringing up my porn. I didn't do shit. I was being innocent-ish for once. They brought it up. Completely corrupted. I mean, it's not enough to the song that was about necrophilia and murder. So, I mean, how, how PG could I be, even if I don't do anything wrong? If you listen to the lyrics, they're still talking about eating people and fucking them and shit. So, I don't give a fuck. House what song do you come out to? Okay. Was that all the way back with... Uh... No, when you guys well, I never actually TV watched too? the show that or... I was on. Uh, I typically don't. Uh, but I don't. They didn't. I don't no. think we actually got like music or anything like that. Most of the time, we just ran out there and started beating shit out of something. Yeah, I noticed, and you know, as as a fan, I got kind of annoyed. Yeah, I'm no, like, um, can y'all just fight, please? Like I said, I was shot here in <laughs> Vegas, and. Uh, Fans literally were asking the guys running the show, like, hey, do you guys mind if Funny Boom could actually wrestle a match on the show? That would be cool if he got to wrestle. Um, one of the fans was asking <laughs> if it would be cool if he let me do my entrance and actually come to the ring like I usually do. Uh, fans were giving them a lot of shit. Because um, these are my local fans. Some of these fans in Vegas here, there's a guy here that comes to shows all the time. He was at my very first match, and he's still coming to shows. Nice fucking invited. He was giving them all kinds of shit. Like, hey, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, a lot of us are fans of Funny Bone when he wrestles. Would it be cool if you could write that into the storyline where he actually gets to have a match? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I How's that I kind of stuff make you feel? Uh, they got to watch me wrestle on other shows. Uh, every, every time <laughs> I stepped through those curtains, I got paid. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you want to do with me, it just you're paying me. I prefer to <laughs> wrestle, like I said. I prefer to go out there and fucking do my thing. You wanted to uh, sound like a waste of money to me. I mean, I made a lot of money off those shows. I sold a lot of merch, but I I feel like I would have just been more used if I was actually wrestling. Yeah, I I I got nothing. I'm just a fan, but I was, I always wondered, like, are y'all ever just gonna wrestle somebody? Like, y'all can kick heads off. That's fine with me. Just, yep. 
nope, they're coming in to beat somebody up again. <laughs> I was asked by my dad that a lot when we watched it together because that was our, our weekendly thing. Like, I'd DVR it and then we'd watch it together. And uh, that's crazy. We've done that even since I was just a little guy when he was home from whatever he was doing with the army, we'd watch wrestling together and it, he'd even continued with you and chance. And he'd looked at you, you guys and he's like, do they wrestle? Yeah, I've seen know. him wrestle one match. I said, yeah, like I don't know. I talked to them and asked them like, Hey, is, you know, are we going to wrestle eventually? Like, I mean, I don't, like I said, I didn't mind them paying me a lot of money just to not wrestle, but it was, it was weird. I think it was on like almost every single episode of the show. And I don't, I think I locked up one. Like, it was super weird. But, I mean, that, <laughs> that, was, that was their thing. Uh, they're local. We shot during the week, so it didn't affect my other bookings. I was like, fuck it, just extra money. Oh, nice. Gosh, that sounds like that might have been a little bit easier on you then, right? Because you didn't no, have I, to I prefer that. throw yourself so. at the ground. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, every single thing I was like, hey, you prefer you that though. Oh, well, okay. Cool. Have a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, like I so said, your mindset was probably cool. like, G things, so, uh, huh? Again, I don't bite in a way. The TV thing, and that's one of the things. Like, I've literally never even seen an episode of Ring Warriors. It's no offense, it's not my thing. Um, like TV wrestling and stuff, but like. Yeah. yeah. To me, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know. I, I like my wrestlers wrestling. I, I see some of these top talented guys get like a five minute match on TV, and I'm like, where the fuck they even show up? Like, what's the point of that shit? Like, uh, Lance Hoyt for AEW and stuff like that. I've seen him go yeah. with a lot of guys, and I like Lance. He likes to kill people. I like to kill people. We'll get along. Uh, everybody dies. Um,. <laughs> but I, I, I think he's had maybe one real match on there. Good wrestler. Let him go out there and wrestle. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm all That's for right. watching him murder people. It's fun and everything like that. But goddamn, man. I know how to wrestle. Let him do his thing. Yeah. We, uh, we were around, we just moved from Oklahoma when he was in Arlington, Texas. He was known as Shadow, and that's how I got to know who he was. And that's an awful name, really. huh? An awful name. <laughs> he was he was something. He was kind of like the Lance Hoyt character in TNA. You know, that's pretty much all he was. Um, and. I've seen him again all the way through up to AEW, and I started watching AEW. What was it, Wednesday? And I thought of you. I don't know what episode I was watching. I'm like, yeah, I want to wrestle. Lance These Hoyt. guys would be awesome fighting. I haven't got to wrestle them yet. I've known them for a while. Do you? We got to fight over uh, term. Everybody dies. We both used it. That's- Oh, no, uh, it's already there. Should, he I, knows, should I, I know. stoke that fire? I'm fine with it. It'll happen eventually. 
Oh, I was trying to help that fight along. That sucks. Okay. But, uh, I'll be a good was, fan. I then. hate to cut you short. My phone's about to die, and I got some family shit to do. Oh. No, it's fine. I was just about to say thank you for your time, man. Um, I, That's all I've got anyway. I, I really yeah, do appreciate this, it, and I hope you'll come you. on again. Good talking to you, too, man. That was your demigod of death. Funny bone, thank you again. Yeah, and uh, Dallas, look him. You too, man. Bye.